This is a special New Year's series produced by myself, Jennifer Schwartz, and Gregory Gordon of Fitness for Consumption. And this series, The Fresh Fitness Perspective, is aiming to take a wide lens of the emerging intersection of the body positivity movement, fitness, and marketing. We are going to talk about culture, motivation, and where we land on certain topics that are very relevant to how we perceive fitness. We are going to have fun, we're going to experiment, and even discuss some 2023 trends. Thank you so much for being here, and have a happy new year from the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Welcome to the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the show. All right. Hello, Think Fit, Be Fit. Hello, Beth Baker. Welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you for this special series on finding a fresh fitness perspective. And Mm. of course, this is in that time change of, you know, holidays to New Year here in the States. It's also a place for myself and our other producer, Gregory, for us to learn and be curious about what's actually going on in the, you know, in the fitness industry because we get heavily influenced by things that we aren't aware of. And uh, I'm just trying to freshen my perspective and hopefully help so many of our listeners worldwide on what people like in your neck of the woods, in your community are actually asking for. What do real people want to do with their bodies, right? And and how do we want to improve our bodies? Yeah, of course. I mean... Yeah. And it's such a weird time, this like little lull, because for me as being a runner, a lot of the training cycles are over mm. and uh, races have been completed. And then January is kind of off to the off to the races, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is kind of like this like trough of uh, mental and physical rest, mm. which is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, not scalable, so that's the that's the heart. That's the tricky part. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag not scalable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I we do. I, I um, did really when I had my my first because I first started my business when I had my son who was a baby because that's when I, when you have them. I wanted to have a, like a napping class, mm. and so like women would have to go to like this napping class and they would just lay on the floor and nap, like as opposed to like you know a Pilates class or something like that. That was my big million dollar idea. And I had like women going, I would totally go to that. <laughs> yeah. Be part of the resistance with your naps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think this is a great place to uh, get to know you a little bit more. So I know that you are the um, founder of runningevolution.com. And I know that you love to create community around running. What else do myself and the listeners need to know about you. Yeah, I uh thank you. Yeah, I I have I coach people who don't necessarily like running or mm-hmm. are afraid of running, afraid of running in groups and maybe had run before in their previous life and are trying to get back into it. But we kind of um trick them into being in a community and then we make them run. 
So <laughs> um, being in a pack or being social people, um, it's like peer pressure and like a junior high school kid, mm. it works and it's mm. great. So that, yeah, it does. I had a little bit of a dark moment this morning with the mm. thought of running. Yeah. And it's definitely not what you think it is. Um, so <laughs> I'm in the car, it's pretty early in the morning and I'm looking around, there's not many other, you know, persons or animals or cars around and I'm like what if something happened and I have to get out of the car and run to home yeah <laughs> and I was like but I'm not like conditioned I felt like a little bit less like he, like abled for that moment like I felt yeah. some fear around the idea I was like, right what if my running and and then yeah it was just, so that was the thought pattern I went down this morning <laughs> Well, about my, running. Husband, my husband has a podcast all about horror movies. Oh, and I tell him I'm like in the zombie apocalypse, you got to run, dude. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> number one rule. Well, and, the, yeah, a nice little segment for his and like a marriage for you two is like at the end, you're like, so what are best running from zombie apocalypse tips <laughs> for today? <laughs> I should, I should try to. Bank them on that because it's always really funny to cross over. Um, <laughs> but it is a very, it's actually really a primal and super, super um, common uh, fear. And it's mm. um, that people don't know that they have until they start running or they think about starting to run. And it's that primal fight or flight um, mechanism or switch that goes off in your head mm -hmm. that when you're running, you're in danger. And that's why I help people start to run. Yes. Yeah. That's, that is, yeah. So that's true. It's, and it's also interesting, like when people surprise themselves that they are capable of yes. doing, you know, whatever the amount, the distance is, even if it's just up and down stairs in an emergency situation, or yeah. it's like down the block or it's down, you know, the block back. And when they find out that they are more capable than their fear yeah. was allowing them to feel, that's always that's also very interesting. To oh, me. totally. Yeah. Every time I have like a first class and they, I make them do a half marathon, they make, make them. I introduce <laughs> a half mile, a half marathon. Uh, sorry, a half mile to them. They're always surprised because they they have in their head they think of a runner as this small, petite white person usually, mm -hmm. and and most of my runners don't look like that, and so they think that they're going to be just you know falling down crying, screaming. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you go slow and you distract people from the mental part, which really takes a lot of work on your physical being, um, you can do it. It's just going slow and mm. be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Yes. That's a common theme I've heard amongst yeah. many people in the industry. Uh, <laughs> so to what I'm calling this fresh fitness perspective. So why do people come to you? So let's like back up a little bit. I know we touched on it a little bit. So what kind of questions are they asking? What kind of problems are they looking to solve? And yeah, and what kind of, what are, I guess, and we've already touched on this too, like some of the like surprise solutions that come up for, yeah, yeah your community. Well, yeah. And as I think it's just as, just as the same as what people come to you and your community for, mm -hmm. they feel a lack of something in their physical body. Um, we really discourage people to come to us for weight loss because I'm just not a weight loss person. It's such an easy sale. Like if you run, you're going to lose weight, but it's not necessarily true. So 
yes, um, yes. <laughs> which is I want to circle back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big deal for me. So you know, feeling comfortable in their skin and uh, feeling strong, feeling like they can outrun zombies. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of it is, you know, keeping up with their kids. We have a lot of empty nesters in our groups, so they have more time now, and they usually are kind of pretty fit from doing something else. And it's just that running thing mm. that they have been fearful of, and just getting them in, in like lack of community too. So we have a lot of people who are maybe transplants to Seattle, want to meet people. And mm-hmm. want to be active instead of going to a bar after work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is like the happy hour and the seven, seven o'clock in the morning kind of a thing. You know, your endorphins are going, you know, kicking in and you feel sweaty. It's, you know, that's that kind of feeling of having a couple drinks after work. Heck yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I love the, the idea that we can promote uh, this healthy, really fun um, lifestyle that doesn't involve toxic substances like yeah. alcohol. And they yeah. have their place too. But yeah. it's, just, it's just balance, you know, having it yeah. in, you know, in the morning, which is not, I guess, approved. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm not on anybody's clock, but I yeah, will no. say <laughs> I do want to put fo- yeah, I, I I feel so much hope for a cultural shift around what is a good social interaction? What is a community, you know, event? And that doing exercise and having healthy interactions with people make could potentially make those healthy benefits increase. Mm, yeah, so absolutely. Like, yeah, because when you do stuff in a group, there's something extra. There's a little extra juice that you're getting. Yeah. For yeah. your health. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That, that's the. That, I'm, I'm a huge efficiency, like snob nerd, whatever you call it. And so, if like two things can marry together and for the same purpose, that makes me so happy. <laughs> and women have to be. I mean, everybody has to be social. You have to be social, and um, it's part of sleep and eating and exercise. So, if you can do both of them together, mm-hmm. so we go at, like all, all of our runs out at a conversational pace. Mm-hmm. So we have mm-hmm. to talk, and it also distracts you from like. Any kind of like, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, <laughs> this hurts, or I'm so tired. Um, and we try to keep everything positive. We try not to say anything bad about ourselves and or anybody else, and encourage each other. We are very non-competitive. Um, I mean, p- people are competitive with themselves, but we try to. We don't keep it like whoever gets there faster you know, wins something. It's just mm-hmm. it's all for the same goal. Do people come to you and your coaching and your community with the idea of wanting to be competitive or is it, I really want something in the middle, please help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I love people who are competitive. I, I, I mean, it's, it's just a t- completely different personality type than I can coach. And if people wanted to win something, um, I'm all for that. I'm just going to pass them along to some, another coach. You got to give them a high five first. No, yeah, totally. I'm like, good, good, good for you. Because <laughs> I mean, like, everybody's goal is so like crazy. And like, if that's what gets them out of their comfort zone and wants them to like, you know, level up, that's awesome. But I, I, I cannot do that for them. So I want them to succeed, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I find where we live in Virginia, yeah. a very, there's a huge correlation between competitiveness, the military influence, and being berated in association with running. Mm, yeah. 
and to help people be able to enjoy running is such a there there's a niche market out here for that for sure. Yeah, I could imagine. We do have a couple of runners that we've had in that area or East Coast in general because they just had never heard of that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And they're like, mm. "What?" Or just being running for the enjoyment of of the exercise as opposed to winning something and <laughs> so I mean it's a it's a big concept that I always forget cuz Seattle is a little laid back and but we I've, I get people from the East Coast and I'm like, oh, you're from the East Coast. Because <laughs> they just have a, a, it's just a very, you know, get it done, get it done well. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. yeah, that's exactly what I came here for. It, that's yeah. the fresh perspective that yeah. personally I need. <laughs> it's um, not all or nothing, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and it, it's, yeah, it can be fun. And, it can be fun, right? And you can, yeah. I mean, you can you can do the all or nothing in your work life or wherever if that's if that's the thing that <laughs> motivates you. But I mean, if you can have fun and pull away from it, going, I feel better about myself as opposed to oh my god, I'm like I'm keeping up with the Joneses. And I think that was a huge thing from like my parents and their parents just having this like keeping up with the. The people around you as opposed to just doing your own thing and having fun mm. so how do you challenge people to have fun you know how, <laughs> how, how does that happen um that by nature i think just myself being the one of the leaders we have a few other coaches but i'm the the main coach i'm just very i make mistakes i cuss a lot <laughs> I, I'm not fast. I'm almost fifty. I fall down a lot. I just I'm, I'm vulnerable, and I'm I'm just myself. And I think that if I show up like that, then people are kind of dismantled by that in their head, so they can kind of dismantle themselves a little bit. Mm. Yeah, because they so they might be coming to a running experience with this idea that you know it it has to fit in in yeah, it has to be look this way it has yes. to feel this way yes and disarming that whole image is part of your job yeah that's yeah and very it, cool. you know, running efficiently as opposed to running fast so but mm -hmm. the trick it the funny thing is when you run efficiently you do run fast okay so that's so, the technical side of what that you is do. technical right yes. so I, I try to i'm not a big technical person but it is kind of a fun little efficient thing for me to do and uh when we do track workouts i pair people who run the same pace. And so they're kind of, they're having fun because they're kind of, you know, they call it rabbiting where they're just like being right next to each other and, um, you know, getting it all out there, but are in making people run slow and they go, you have to talk to each other. You have to. And then they, you know, get their yayas out or whatever. And then we run longer, run longer distances as well. So that is also very challenging. Hmm. Yeah. Well, of course. Yes, that is challenging. <laughs> so I've heard some people say, experts out there that were born to run and that mm -hmm. it's just like this totally natural thing and that's what humans are supposed to do but yeah. on the other side like it can be a difficult habit to start and like stay disciplined in the way of like not going too hard that's what happens in in my world like mm -hmm. people Absolutely. do too much yeah and uh that burns them they try to follow a plan too strictly and that mm -hmm. burns them. So it doesn't seem like this like supernatural, like easy breezy thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of those people who say, you know, 
your born and run are usually white men, white old men. Uh, ah. <laughs> um, so having that taken away, yeah. um, we have a lot of societal um, ideas about, you know, in the media, what runners look like. So there's not a lot of representation for people who look like me or look like women of color or people of color out there. So they're going to get dis- you know, maybe disheartened by that. And then there's the stuff that we grew up with, <laughs> which is the like coaches that were all or nothing or the mm-hmm. mom or the grandfather or whatever that was all or nothing. And just having that tape, because that tape, you know this, it, it runs in your head your whole life. Mm-hmm. And if you can be aware of it, that's half the battle. But if you just had that thing in your head going, well, my, you know, if I don't run an eight minute mile, then I'm not a runner. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, who told you that? Like, oh, I, I heard that from my coach in high school. I'm like, all right, well, you're 60 now and maybe that's not a thing, you know, and that doesn't serve you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so just taking away those blocks, like a Jenga puzzle, once you know, one, one a little bit at a time and then pretty soon they, they can do their own thing and build their own, build their own structure. Those blocks are tough to remove um, yeah. for sure. And one thing came to mind, you know, I was, uh, something you said came to mind where, you know, when you said like the the men the people who say that uh were naturally born to run might be like old white men like what about what what bring what comes to mind when we think of like gender and color barriers mm. to yeah. a run, a a healthy running attitude or community yeah well i think of like what i do for like like a couch to 5k or all that you know like a slow running or social running there are so many old white guys and god bless them because they're still around like jack daniels and um hal higdon and um jeff galloway who does the interval and they're like in their 80s (laughs) and there's there's like a i can like count on my left hand about how many there are um there's not a lot of coaches that are like famous coaches that are women. Oh, okay. Um, so there's that. And then it's just, I mean, it, I, I was just telling somebody yesterday, like it's women are just, or women are, are you know, people, well, people who aren't white men mm-hmm. um, haven't been studied, haven't been represented, represented mm-hmm. in running since really recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard they that. Really, yeah. yeah. They really thought that women's uteruses were going to fall out. Not that long ago when they ran. So it's there it's really recent that we're trying to figure out a represent that is a it can't doesn't have to be competitive. Anybody can do it. And it's such a common denominator for people to get together. Like, I mean, I all my running a lot of running friends I have are black, you know, women, men, and it's just like we talk about running and it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, it makes me think of my community at the dog park <laughs> we all yeah. have this thick berry you know it's 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 a physical sensory thing that we have in common and i don't need to really know much else about you mm, yeah uh, right to, yeah to enjoy our time together right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i well i i certainly love that about going to the dog park yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i can see why people would look forward to that with running and exercise communities in general. Um, yes. Okay. So when, so you said women used to be told their uteruses fall out mm-hmm. when they ran. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it Don, Don Draper? Or like who said this? Like what? Is- no. I mean like the women who did the first Boston marathon. Yeah. 
Yeah, Catherine Schweitzer, I believe. Uh-huh. I mean, she's still alive and she's still running. So she's not, I mean, I mean, she's like running marathons still. So she's not that old. And oh, I hope that I, I hope I got the that name correct. Because I'm um, and if I didn't, I'm so sorry. But it's it wasn't that long ago. Like it was my mom's generation. And they mm. didn't have sports bras, they weren't they didn't have the equipment and the you know, like if if a guy, you know, like back in the day, if a white man told you your uterus would fall out, if you did exercise or ran, that would be kind of <laughs> hard to hear. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, like most recently, like it's bad on your knees. And that was a common thing as well. Catherine um, so Schweitzer. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she actually had to sign up as a her boyfriend's name. To get in uh, there, and they try to pull her off the course at like mile oh, four. She's like, got Ruth Bader Ginsburg vibes. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, I think they, they literally were tearing her off of the course, like wow. trying to get her off, and she put like wore a hoodie so they wouldn't see her hair. It's yeah, it just it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So it's this you know new thing about like newish like in the last generation about people can run together and have fun and not being competitive and just doing it as a fun recreational sport. Yes. Well, I, I'm fascinated by maybe Schweitzer's real story. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Uh, I'm also fascinated by uh, just that there's people out there that want a happy medium because Mm. it's really not sold to us that way. No. no. Yeah. It's starting to be like uh, my friend Marina Valerio is a black fat athlete and she does ultra marathons and now she's skiing and she bikes um, and she's completely tearing everything upside down, but she's now kind of famous. And so people are seeing that they're like, wow, and she's gorgeous and seeing how she's going about in the world in these non-traditional ways of being around. Uh, I'm trying to think like my, my, my running friend, Beth, (laughs) <laughs> I see every Thursday. Um, she started running when she was 50 years old and has now started running. She started running and she now is doing 250Ks in mm. deserts all around the world. So she's in Al- uh, Antarctica whoa. right now doing 250K. Hats off to her. I know. Well, <laughs> keep your hat on, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but my hat off to her. Whoa. What if I told you the biggest thing standing in the way of peak performance is potentially something as simple as changing how you breathe? We at ThinkFitBeFit rely on science for new ways to optimize performance. That's why we've partnered with NeuroPeak Pro and their new product, the Intel Belt. NeuroPeak has developed the next generation of wearable tech. This belt is a real-time training device designed to teach users how to breathe properly in order to strengthen their resilience to stress, recover quickly, and effectively execute the task in front of them. If you're ready to begin unleashing the true power of breath, download the free NeuroPeak Pro app to experience their precision breath training or dive deeper into the science of breath training by visiting thinkfitbefitpodcast.com slash NPP. Your best training is a breath away. So women starting to run in their 50s and 60s. Tell me, yeah. tell me everything you know. I need, I need everything. to know about this. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Three yeah. minutes. <laughs> Go. Um, that was, it was a, just very interesting when I, 
I started my business. I, I was a new mom, um, but I had all of these women who were empty nesters in the group and they did have extra time and they were already f- kind of fit because they had been like, you know, walking or doing some other like hiking exercise. And these women were on fire and they were so strong and, you know, just delightful. Um, and they, you know, they started doing half marathons and from couch to 5K to half marathons to marathons. And they were um, just, I could see them getting stronger and surprising themselves for, I think, for the first time in their whole life. Mm. And just having that idea that you can do anything at any age was very surprising to me, you know, because that's not the way I grew up. Because, you know, my grandmothers were all, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, grandma, you know. So sure. uh, it was just, it was just really cool to see that. And now I'm seeing it more and more. I mean, like I said, Catherine Swartcher did her. I think whatever hundredth marathon and her time is still faster than my marathon time. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's just amazing what you, like, you know, wisdom brings to your athleticism. There it is. That's the hot, that's a (laughs) hot take right there. That's it. Wisdom. Wisdom comes, wisdom brings something special to athleticism. Yes. Mind blown. That's that's okay. That's so different. That's the fresh fitness influence I need. Okay. Everybody needs it. <laughs> now we can start the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, wow. I you know, I I can think of that in a team sport for sure. Mm-hmm. Um where when you go to play college soccer and there's like a senior on the team. She is definitely, I mean, the 23-year-old is very different from the 18-year-old, yeah. first of all. And wisdom is one of those divining factors for sure. But even like thinking about this in the broader cultural way, you know, I, I think I'm thinking about CrossFit. Like, oh yeah. That's been going on for a couple decades now, yeah. right? Almost. Yeah, but, yeah. Probably yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And now you have like the masters athletes being of influence to the younger athletes mm-hmm. like that's awesome and and this whole generation of endurance athletes yes um, being a wealth of just not not just inspiration but you know we're saying like it's it's a whole aspect of what is it grace that you're not going to have when you're 23 no. right and that's what we talked about before is being nice mm-hmm. to yourself that's grace. That is like, and like you make a mistake and not beating yourself up about it, learning your lesson, giving yourself some space to learn that. That's the, the equation there is wisdom. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, tie it in a bow. Retweet. <laughs> um, so we have uh, one more question and then our, our social experiment. Okay. So my another question, you know, how has the body positivity movement mm. influenced your community, your target market, or if it hasn't, like what comes to mind when I say body positivity movement? Yeah, I think we talked about this before we got on the air about mm-hmm. the target model or target mannequins being a bigger size mm-hmm. and that there's that and I think that also ties into what I said before about 
you know, there's more people, there's more being represented, but also like people are trying to sell things. They're still trying to sell things to more people. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, that, there's, yeah. there's that. So you have to think about like who they're marketing. They're, they're trying to sell stuff. So they're not being better people. They're not being better. <laughs> you know, they're being um, less shitty. <laughs> yeah, they're being, you're right. They're being, <laughs> um, uh, but they are trying to sell shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I think, people can and everybody can move and you just it's i think when you don't see people moving who look like you in any any size shape or anything like that you um you don't you don't want to and then if you see it like now social media where people who aren't selling thing well they are selling things but it's not like the big like department stores and things mm-hmm. like that who have a platform where people are gravitating towards them and who are moving that is a huge i mean bonus people should move and yeah. we're not told to do that you know by our doctors that much or i mean it's not the it's not the answer it's usually a pill mm-hmm. so it's having it's you know i think people should move that's that's yeah. that's the thing yeah so it's yeah that. body positivity movement is is it it can really just you can we could almost sum it up like oh movement is good for everybody yes yes and like that would be a nice takeaway message for body positivity and and that's one of the other things i've been trying to clear up for myself like Mm. because that is another area where you just see a lot of black and white thinking Mm-hmm. And it's like what? Like what do you like? T- tell me, tell me what you're you're seeing and what you're thinking. Um. So what I what I'm seeing is that there are people who have a problem with a body positivity message, mm-hmm. in that they say it's not the right kind of influence, mm-hmm. or okay. they they're like, well, that's that's false advertising because <laughs> you know somehow their measurements or health are more just and more, what is it, correct than somebody else's measurements of health, right? Right. And so angry person (laughs) thinks that their measurements of health are better than someone else's and therefore they say their, their their own decision is that that person is not healthy, so why are they promoting health in a body positivity way? Yeah. So that's like what that's what I see a lot. And I don't think that's fair. Obviously, I don't I I don't find, you know, comfort in that message by any means. Uh, And on the other side of that, funny to see people's reaction to other sized bodies being modeled for fitness clothes. Like some people's reaction to that is like way crazy uh, is yeah it's that's where i find offense like in yeah well i think that their their whole value system has been teetering on that they are correct mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so if they see somebody who doesn't look like them that is being celebrated they're like it's like a religion i mean oh yeah it's religion yeah. <laughs> and that, i mean people live and die by the gym or whatever and that there's that's, that's their community, that's their church. Mm-hmm. So if they see somebody else that's not going to their church and they really, really, really believe it, and they're probably really scared mm. of that, they're probably it's probably fear. Mm-hmm. I think it's fear. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I had the same feelings too when I, I grew up in Southern California in Orange County, which is like 
Silicon Valley, <laughs> but you know, the actual silicon and the boobs and everything. And so when I, you know, I saw, like, I was told, like, my my mom was a model. My sisters were both models. My grandparents were super skinny. I'm the, I am the big girl in the, in my, in my family. Oh, and so, and I'm not, fat. I mean, I'm, I'm quote unquote, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm normal. I'm best size, you know. And so, you know, when I, you see fat people, like my grandfather, we used to point people out in, in, the, in restaurants and go, look how much they're eating. And, you know, that's the tape in my head. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about, but, you know, my sisters, you would, you know, like, how much, ask me how much I weighed when I was like 10 years old. And mm. so it was a big fear based thing for me, too. And then seeing somebody who is fat, it was kind of like, oh my God, how would they let themselves be that way? Mm -hmm. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, when I you know, didn't know any better. And then you open up and talk, talking to people and seeing people and how comfortable they are and how, lovely they are and like oh this is that all doesn't really matter yeah and that's just the you know the values in my head were just like completely pulled apart like a jingo hmm. yeah and uh seeing that they are it's just it's, we're just people we're just doing our best and living our lives and all the bodies are beautiful hmm. and it doesn't affect me at all yeah as well, you know so yeah the last part the last two things you said really challenge people's value system mm -hmm. yes and that is probably like politics yeah yeah i mean <laughs> that's what the you know it's such a divide right now because it's so so extreme it's all super super skinny or all super super you know fat or whatever mm -hmm. and there's the middle is kind of going away so people are really kind of they're putting up their flags on their end here I am holding some middle ground here. Yeah, Think fit, be fit. Beautiful. <laughs> but it's, you know, like we're, we're humans. We're doing our best. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, it doesn't affect anybody. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect, it doesn't, you know, like no one's taking away any rights, or rights of yours. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, they're not taking, you know, my, my direct safety is not threatened by yeah. anyone else, which is yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. But, you know, I what in a more like spherical or spiritual sense, mm. I do think that somebody that feels scared and full of fear in their body and, and not able to express themselves physically, mm. I think that has an impact. You know, if if you're uh, yeah. on, on your, you know, immediate family, and how people act around you and how you act towards people like interpersonal relationships are affected and yeah so i mean in one way like i i just have a problem with people feeling less than in general and yeah that's it that's yeah that's, i just had to say my piece yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like well i mean it's a it's a it's a common fear and i think like if I ever like see somebody who's doing something that makes me cringe, mm. I always think, oh, I that's mm. it's just mirrors. They're just mirrors. And I'm like, the oh, cringe that's factor. Like, that's something. <laughs> that's something that I like. Oh, that's something I do. That's something I'm not. I'm ashamed of. I'm. Mm. I'm. And I'm. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good lesson. Yeah, cringe is a cringe. Actually, is a good lesson for all yeah. of us. What yeah. do you cringe by? I will. Ha yeah. That, anyways, whole nother topic. Okay, so let's do our. Um, so here's our experiment. Okay, yeah. Um, think fit, be fit, 
y'all can play along. You can mm-hmm. be a part of this experiment. If you have something interesting that comes back for you on this experiment, screenshot it, send it over to hello at think fit be fit so I can have you participate in our social experiment. So what it is, go to our Instagram and Beth and I both have multiple accounts. I'm going to go to my like brand account. So my Jennifer Simone Schwartz, and that's like the public me. (laughs) And I'm going to hit like the discovery button. It's at the bottom on my iPhone here. So when I hit, oh, so yeah, it's the magnifying glass. So when we, so Beth and I and you at home are all going to put in the same hashtag and then we're just going to kind of go with it and see what what what's on your screen, what's on my screen. So what's a good hashtag for this episode? I would I think I'm going to see like running in the 50s or something like that. What do you think? Run, um, running is my therapy. That's 1.1 million. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Yeah. Okay. Is that a good one for us to look at? Sure. Let's do it. Run, hashtag running is my therapy. All right. So what comes up on my feed? Interesting. A lot of women just talking at the camera. <laughs> That's the first thing that pops up on my, in my, a lot of like, you know, like the selfie, like take action kind of motion. Uh, yeah. What is it? Motion um, expression. And then I've got a couple night runners with like cool, lights on them yep they're trying to sell sell that night running right now which is a thing yeah that makes well that makes sense uh what what else do we have somebody celebrating a lot of women brunettes wearing pink and purple again this is oh yeah the theme selfies a lot of selfies a lot of selfies (laughs) me too let me see what else um there's the lights again it's also christmas so maybe that's yeah. Any big theme here? Okay, I'm gonna go to reels and see what pops up here. Okay. Still a lot of women with selfies. Yeah. Yeah. So running is my therapy. Like I'm getting the vibe that it's really about hump day. Like hump day, like it's Wednesday. It's like getting right. over the hump. Like that's the kind of vibe I'm getting here. What what's the vibe that you're getting from yours? Um, I do see a couple of Christmases things. A lot of Christmas stuff. <laughs> I didn't yeah. yeah. Not a whole lot of Christmas stuff here. That's funny. Um, (laughs) I want to remind people too that therapy is therapy and running is not therapy. Oh, (laughs) that is a great reminder. (laughs) I just want to tell you because I lived that life for a while and I saw a therapist. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That is important to say. Yeah. Therapy is therapy. Yeah, therapy is therapy. Hashtag therapy is therapy. All right. I think that was awesome. Please tell people where to connect with you and anything interesting they should be clicking on on your sites. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So um, I'm at runningevolution.com. And we actually right right now we're in the middle of a talk about that lull between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We have a thing called a seasonal seasonal smackdown series where we make not make we do um a runs for four weeks and people show up and they get little paper clips which is really funny because we've been doing it for 
like 10 years and people go crazy over paper clips. And oh, it's a good, re- good reason to get outside in the dark at like, you know, sunset to like four o'clock here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we are starting in January. We started our Catch to 5K class on the 16th of January. And we have a virtual option that can be taken around the world. Um, and it's super fun because it's got a podcast component and we do meet, uh, weekly meetings and we've got a schedule and a lot of raw rotting, which is cheering. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Our listeners definitely need those links because that okay. is perfect timing. So you got to take advantage of that, guys, gals. I want a t-shirt that's like, what's your pronouns? Let's work out. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. let's get after it. You know, we don't yeah. let's like recognize each other and I know. get after it. Yeah. yeah. It's the, just seeing each other. People like to be seen and that's important. Exactly. So... Yeah. Yeah, like we all need motivation in January. Yes. I might not be for exercise for me. It'll probably be something else. Like exercise for me is like locked in. But yeah, right. Because that's what, yeah, me too. Except for maybe doing some of my cardio work is not locked in. Like I I am one of those recovering broads that, (laughs) I don't know where I want to say broads. Um, Maybe because I'm not a bro. (laughs) That would just like say like strength training is all you need. Uh, Like I'm I'm a recovering person of that. that, Yeah. Like I so I've apologized before for my. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Ask me how many times I've gone to the gym lately. (laughs) I'm actually just I'm just starting to go to a gym. I like a gym gym, yeah, to do like strength and boxing. So I'm getting older, and you have to lift heavy things when you get old. So that's what that's what I'm doing. Congrats! And yeah, congrats! Congrats! Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was wonderful having you, Beth. Yeah. And I hope everybody is able to find the links that they need and connect with you. And also, let us know what came up on your screen, listeners. Yes, I want to know. <laughs> and thank you for like being um, challenging yourself and, and your community too. It's so it, it's just. As long as we had that conversation about bridging what you believe and what is reality, it's just, it's always a good thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And just trying to set the example here. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. All. <laughs> yeah. We just, I, 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 the idea of people like being victimized by what they are shown. Yeah. And sold all the time. Yeah. I mean, is, if you don't, if you don't know that, that trap of like, Yes. They are so- selling me something like any yes. kind of diet book or any anything like we're all selling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I want to continue to just rehash and visit and revisit and reexamine and yeah. live by principle. Yeah. Here. Hashtag not scalable. <laughs> I would like, I always tell my, my son, cause I'm talking about marketing cause he's 16 <laughs> years old now. And like it's marketing, it's marketing. Like, this this is like this is how they sell you, and I tell them exactly how they sell them. He's like, oh, <laughs> like if if it's you know if it's fast or you know, all that stuff. And so I think that kids should go to marketing classes when high school. Just to, interesting, yeah, yeah. Now especially, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cheers to that. We got a lot of action items out here, people. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was great talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.